okay, so maybe actually my takeaway here is to not to expect from yourself that in just a few months, you'll become a guru professional UX designer who knows the all. I think one thing is to set up the right expectation and at least plan a few years to experiment and learn different skills. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Honest UX Talks. I'm joined by Anfisa, like usually, and so today we're going to discuss a topic that's super important for everybody who is an, either um, an aspiring designer or somebody who's currently transitioning into UX design or somebody who has just transitioned successfully uh, but is contemplating the first uh, couple of months or years as a junior designer and feels a bit lost. So today's topic is being a beginner in the UX industry, and it's quite a broad topic, so we'll probably just touch on some parts of it. Um, it it's hard to structure a, such a, an encompassing conversation, but it's a topic that uh, you've submitted um, in our question stickers, and we feel like, um, let's say, people who are in this stage in their careers need the most help. So we are very happy to uh, create content uh, that can guide anyone who feels really particularly lost at this moment because that's how early days feel. So with that in mind, I'm just going to go ahead and invite Anfisa to tell us a little about how her week went before we move <laughs> into this topic. So Anfisa, how was your week? Hello, everybody. Welcome back on the next episode. We are, as always, super excited to have you back. And I just wanted to add on top of what you said, uh, I think being lost is not just a beginner sort of syndrome, but also sometimes it could feel like as a senior even. Um, so it's don't feel like you're alone, that if you're feeling that you're lost, you don't know what you're doing. I think it's a very common common feeling for most of us. It's just that when you're more like a senior, you feel relaxed because you've been around with that feeling for like, I don't know, 10 years or so. <laughs> so it's almost normal. It's beginning to be a normal thing. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're going to get to the topics uh, and the tips of uh, how do you kind of handle being a beginner and kind of moving throughout that whole experience. Uh, my week instead uh, was okay-ish and um, yesterday I've just got my first vaccine so congrats to me. Uh, I've got Pfizer. We like to joke about the German pronunciation of it. So yes, I got my Pfizer and um, uh, I'm feeling a little bit um, weak. You have a headache. You're feeling like you are um, dying. <laughs> And you're trying to keep it up. Uh, I was <laughs> <laughs> drinking a lot of coffee and eating a lot of sweets today. I was trying to do all possible to keep myself back to life. Um, I think it's actually, uh, it's almost one day past. So it's a bit better now. Uh, the, the first half of the day was really, really bad for me. But yes, so I'm sorry in advance uh, in this episode, if I'm rumbling around or if you're hearing me saying some strange things or things that doesn't make sense, it's not me, it's Pfizer. <laughs> So it was, it was that small introduction. Um, yeah, yeah. Before diving into the topic, how was your week, Joanna? Anything you would like to add that we are not aware of? Any new, interesting, or exciting updates on your side? Well, not that many apart from the UX bootcamp. I'm not doing uh, much professionally these days. I have some calls, consultancy calls with startups here and there. And I try to uh, talk to people who are uh, contemplating their transition into UX design. And so, but I'm trying to free as much space as possible to spend time with my baby 
because I feel like this is the moment where she needs me most and I want to be super present. But yeah, I just, I just can't keep away from uh, (laughs) social media and I can't keep away from some professional gigs here and there. So I'm, I'm balancing things. I think pretty good for now. Yeah. I think, I I think I'm doing a decent job (laughs) and and I I can totally relate to your vaccine. I'm sorry. I didn't do the vaccine German (laughs) pronunciation joke when I did the vaccine because it would have been super funny with my friends but yeah I also took the jab and turns out that if you had COVID like I did the first dose is kind of really bad and if you didn't the second dose is worse so it's uh it's interesting I think I'm not sure because I'm not a doctor but from what I've read if you had COVID and your body reacts to uh recognizing COVID in your first jab and then you get worse symptoms so uh yeah i i felt really awful after the first jab and after the second one still bad but not as bad so but i'm yeah congrats for taking the vaccine uh, and i hope that we're we're all heading towards a free world where we can move freely and we can feel safe wherever we go and and things are back to normal i hope so at least for the summer please we deserve yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah exactly we deserve it where we're all kind of drained by all this uh pandemic uh horror year we've had so on okay. this happy note <laughs> yeah. um getting back to our topic for today being a beginner in the ux industry um yeah i'd like to start this conversation by asking uh from your personal experience even but also since you're doing the ux course and talking to a lot of people who are transitioning to ux design or are contemplating this transition uh and through your instagram page uh, what do you feel are some of the most common struggles that people have when they when they start a transition and maybe even what were your main struggles when you transitioned yourself i okay so now i need to sort of bring myself back uh, around nine years to the beginning of my career ux career and i think we've covered it just a bit when we were talking about imposter syndrome so the first thing which i can't help but remember immediately is the, something i've mentioned already the fact that i couldn't speak english very well and that's really, 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 really contributed to the fact that I couldn't express myself and be a good, decent designer that communicates their decisions. So that was one of the biggest struggles I had in the beginning, um, which of course, you know, as, as we already discussed, kind of also resulted a lot in the imposter syndrome and questioning myself and asking, who am I even? Why would people trust me? Why would they trust me making the design decisions that would, you know, eventually uh, be the business decisions as well and kind of drive the experiences and impact people's life and stuff like that so of course I think like many of us do I was questioning myself I was asking myself why would somebody trust me honestly speaking as we've discussed it I think it's this feeling that just randomly sometimes comes back around and you're still sometimes questioning yourself like am I knowledgeable enough do I have what it takes uh what do I even know and stuff like that it's just like this remind constant imposter reminder like sometimes it's just back and knocks your door and asks hey here I am back again <laughs> ask yourself now again question yourself so those are the things that I definitely experienced a lot but um to add more I guess to this topic from the experience that I'm seeing right now uh with my students another thing is a, a fear uh to try more things it's it's a fear of not being stupid it's a fear of not asking a lot of stupid questions or questions why it's a fear of looking 
maybe not that smart, not that cool yet, you know, like when people feel like, okay, maybe I got it, maybe I did not, I didn't double check, I didn't validate it, so they start building some knowledge or some um, experience based on assumptions, which is, well, they don't recognize it in a moment, but I must tell that it's it's usually results really poorly in the work, in the career, in, in making the decision, so it's this fear that affects sometimes you and your confidence and if you're not confident you're not asking those questions like why why are we doing this uh you know questioning and challenging businesses or business owners or clients or stakeholders or whoever you're working with and sort of challenge status quo right um and sometimes yeah i feel like it's, it's very good to be this four years old baby um that questions everything around them and do not look at the world like they need to be cool and smart and almighty already or something, even though they're just getting started with that. Another problem that I've seen around for the beginners is sometimes the other side of this problem, right? Being too confident, too self, uh, yeah, too self-confident, I guess, where you feel like you know what you're doing, your art is the best thing in the world, and if you don't understand it, you're stupid, <laughs> you know the problem, right? Where you think that you have think about, you've thought about the decision. So now everybody have to accept it, even though you have did, you didn't explain it well to others, and maybe not everybody's on the same page with you. You don't feel like they are worth spending time on explaining this and putting them back on the same page with you. So the other part of the problem where people feel like, oh yeah, you know, I know better. I'm designer. I'm seeing that way. So you should just accept it. <laughs> so not being able to communicate your decisions. And honestly speaking, it takes a lot of experience to learn to communicate whatever you're doing. Yeah. So those are two or two, not three. <laughs> those are three things that is that came to my mind, uh, top mind. I wanted to hear what what was your what were your struggles, but also what are you seeing right now in your uh, students? Is there something you'd like to add on top of that? Yeah, totally. I mean, I have a lot of um, experience from my own transition where I feel like for a very long time I struggled with this information overload. I mean, and it was not only an information overload, but a total confusion around what information is trustworthy, what information is right. Is this right? Is this wrong? What the hell is UI? What is UX? Are they different? Are they the same thing? Can I use them interchangeably and all sorts of... So everything felt extremely confusing in the beginning and very hard to navigate. Because I think that if you don't have like, let's say, it's, it's absolutely natural that in the early days of your careers, you don't have the critical thinking and uh, the set of criteria, stand, the standards to navigate and filter out the, the good information from the bad information. And so I think that maybe somebody should do it for you. And I think that this is where, uh, let's say, micro-influencers come in, or uh, especially if you find a mentor, a senior designer that uh, would, would want to be your mentor or uh, a program or anything where you, you can get mentorship. It, this is one of the uh, let's say, cures for the information overload and for feeling like you can't navigate all the, the ocean. So there's, I don't know, there's a curse in having so much information available. I mean, on one hand, that's great. It's incredible. I hope that as much, um, as much free information will become available and education will be um, democratized and people will have easy access to good information uh, as in their, in their transition efforts. 
experts, but at the same time, it feels like the more information out there, the harder it is to navigate it. And unfortunately, not all the information is correct or is framed in the right perspective. And so I see many designers that just enter the field and then, um, yeah, they, they have some wrong uh, conceptions already from the very early days when they are blank slates and only good uh, seeds could be planted. So yeah, I think that the first one would be this information overload. I struggled with it and I see many people on UX goodies and in our bootcamp that also um, have to cope with this or have to have the challenge of navigating information. Another thing is that Sometimes I feel like in the early days, you, you tend to focusing more on the wrong things if you want. I don't know why, because some I think part of the reason is that design is often viewed as the visual output. So it's like when you think design, you think dribble, you think behance, you, have, you think screens. This is what, what the world around you teaches you to think about when you say design or UX design. Or So I think that people come into this industry thinking that they they need to be talented or they need to, I don't know, to learn the tool. This is the first thing that I should focus on, learning XD or learning Sketch or learning Figma. This is essential because I have to be making screens. And so I think that there's a there's a lot of misconception around this. I mean, definitely it's important. So it's important to be able to represent your solutions in a visual way. So it's, it's, it's important um, unless you want to be a UX researcher where you will spend most of the time just... Uh, producing data and then analyzing and, and communicating that data. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's an important part, but many, many people go into the design industry thinking that this is what they should be focusing on. When in fact, uh, it's, it's a part of the process and it's not the most essential one, if you ask me. And if I am to think of another thing, uh, of another struggle or confusion that I felt in the beginning, or I found many people, yeah, it's maybe, it, it's, it's a bit of an obsession with the portfolio, if you want. It's something that I've noticed recently. I think that people, like for them, the portfolio becomes the end goal and not the knowledge or the practice itself or the skill that they acquire. It's so they're so focused. I think this is what also the information out there teaches them to 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 deem as important. So building a portfolio, because absolutely portfolios are what will get you hired. And you need them in order to be able to go to a job interview and, and share what you've been working on and learning. And so they're important, but I, th I feel like many people make it like the, the most essential thing that they, they strive for. And they forget that it's about learning, it's about doing practice, it's about, it's about experimenting and so on. And so uh, the portfolio is like a byproduct of this work that you put in it's not what you should be aiming for it's not the uh, the outcome the outcome is that you are able to perform as a ux designer that you're able to work as a ux designer it's not that you have a portfolio so yeah i think these are the top three things and somehow my my next question for this conversation was what what should people be focusing on but i already touched i think i think you also touched a little um around this question so i'm curious whether you think of any other things that people should be focusing on in their early days as designers um what should they spend most time or even before so let's say that i'm today i'm i don't know i'm <laughs> a waiter and I want to transition to UX design and I have no idea where to start and what's important. What would you say to that person? What would you recommend that they do uh, most essentially? 
Okay, so this is an interesting question. And actually, we know both well, right, that we have a lot of those questions in our DMs. You probably receive it like five times a day at least. We're like, hey, I'm transitioning to UX. Where do I start from? What do I do? Which courses I take? Which tools do I learn? And stuff like this. So this is the question we constantly receive. And I feel it. I get it. And I think it's true that it's very, very broad. And you can start from so many different things so it would be kind of stupid to say here is exactly what you should do a b c d e it's really really experimenting a lot as for me so i guess my advice would be to really try to go broad um you know this concept of t-shaped person right where there is this broad uh line and then there is this vertical which you pick and niche down and become a specialist in something right so i think Beginning of any journey should start by going broad, experimenting, trying out different things, trying out web projects, graphic design projects, uh, UX projects, UI projects, strategy projects, etc. Interaction design, etc. So like go and give yourself a small, quick bite-sized projects and see really what sticks with you well. Again, as we have covered already a lot in the previous episodes, you got to reflect, you got to understand what fits well with you, with your interests, with your natural talents, but also what are the challenges you want to take on further and kind of learn and master the skills in them. So going broad is something I would recommend everybody who's just starting out. And that means to try to understand in general the processes, the mindsets, the, the, the general direction of the design and trying to experiment with different projects and maybe different working styles, be it a design agency or client work or product companies or startups, etc. etc. So don't be afraid to give yourself a chance to kind of expand and, and try different things for at least two, three years until you find what you would like to focus on moving forward. And yes, I know that everybody wants to immediately start, right? And find the career and immediately, you know, going towards the senior sort of product role or something. Uh, but I don't think that's fair because our career will be, uh, I don't know, for at least like 10 plus years, if not 20, 30, 40, <laughs> whatever years. So, you know, it's important that you first give it a fair chance, try to experiment, give yourself a chance to be a baby. And as I said, like ask all those stupid questions and see around what really exactly excites you and what you want to dedicate yourself towards. Otherwise, you'll kind of pick one thing, one trajectory, and you feel that investment bias and you'll start doing this, even though maybe it's not the best best thing for you personally so yeah I think going broad is what I would recommend generally and normally going broad means that you would probably have to uh, look into any sort of um, educational programs within UX and UI industry so you know understanding different um, UX processes the mindset the double diamond the design thinking but then also the UI part the tactical application how the UX research affects the UI how it communicates how do we turn all the insights into the design decisions how do we then communicate those design decisions so it's a very very broad industry as we have discussed already a couple of times and it doesn't just you know mean that you have to focus on the process on the strategy on the ui part but also you have to focus on the soft skills which we have also talked about in the previous episodes i feel like i'm just have to referencing back to the previous episodes uh, but soft skills is another very very important aspect of being a designer meaning that you have to constantly communicate the design decisions you have to work on the skills on the presentations on um, being able to reflect to work with your ego if you feel like you might have some issues with that, you have to, yeah, just learn to be that person 
that is easy to work with, I guess, or like collaborative person in any team or any working settings. So there are many, 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 many things you can do. And that's why it's not correct to expect from yourself that in half a year, you'll become a professional UX designer. I think it takes at least a few years to really get to understand how you become this good designer. How do you build those skills? What are all those skills? Because there are so many things you can work on. Uh, I've personally dedicated at least first five years to try to experiment, to try different things, to understand actually what I need to focus on and developing those soft skills and stuff like that. So, um, okay, so maybe actually my takeaway here is to not to expect from yourself that in just a few months, you'll become a guru professional UX designer who knows that all. I think one thing is to set up the right expectation and at least plan a few years to experiment and learn different skills. And there are a lot of them. So there's a lot to be done and it should be exciting. <laughs> at least it would have been exciting for me uh, if I would have to start all over again. And it's important to not to stress too much about it because yeah, nobody's expecting from you to be guru in the first two years of your, of your learning journey or your career journey. I want to continue on the point that you just made that um, you have to be kind to yourself. So not put too much pressure and not uh, demand too much out of you. So that exactly you are a designer in one year. That's that's so probably you can learn a lot of things about design. And probably there are designers out there who have, with five years of experience, no less than some designers that are just entering the field. No. So that's also possible. But yeah, don't put too, don't stress too much because I mean transitioning and doing the effort of learning a completely new field of learning so many new concepts of, of putting them into practice. This is already a huge effort and it's super demanding from your brain and your energy uh, stack. So don't put extra pressure on you. It's a great point. I love it. I just want people to to uh, to internalize it as much as possible. And I think that another point that continues uh, out of this is that there's a lot of anxiety to any transition story. So I have never talked with somebody who shared with me a smooth transition story where they felt great at all times and they had this very stable journey if you map them in in emotion if you map it in emotional points and so all the stories that i've heard are basically roller coasters feeling like oh my god i'm on top of the world i'm actually doing this i'm transitioning and then the next second this is not for me i'm not gonna be a good ux designer i have no idea what i'm doing and then the next moment oh my god i'm actually learning to do this this. I'm actually doing some things and then on and on and on this cycle of feeling um, super excited and feeling <laughs> scared and demotivated and a lot of anxiety and so on. I would love to meet the person who didn't experience it and if any of our listeners have never experienced those symptoms please reach us out we would like to invite you and hear how was it for you because I think it's such a common problem to have in the beginning like and honestly speaking, it will continue happening or being a problem for a few years, if not for tens of years. It's, it's so, so common. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super cool that you mentioned it. Yeah, and I think that it's absolutely natural because whatever new thing we do, it's like there's a lot of unknown to it. And unknown is basically uh, something that causes people anxiety. So not knowing what you will be doing, not knowing what you're getting yourself into, not knowing whether you'll be good at it, whether you like it and so on. And so operating with unknown is something that can trigger anxiety, but at the same time, it's something that 
the design role is actually all about. So you start with a problem and you know nothing about it and you have to uncover things. And so you're basically, yeah, dealing with unknown in your design role every day. So it's, it's something that you need to be, get accustomed to and be able to control and uh, use to your own advantage. So in order to ease out the anxiety, I think something that's important is, um, I've said it again and again, and maybe I'm just being redundant and repetitive, but it's like the mentoring relationship is something that can help you at least figure out um, what are your known unknowns? So it helps you increase the known unknowns that you have. So basically know what you have to be learning in order to decrease the level of unknown, what you need to be focusing on, what you need to be doing, what subjects are um, relevant for your goals and your personality and what you want to be doing as a UX designer. So I think that um, if there's one thing that I would say people should focus on to answer the question is finding a mentor <laughs> and you can do that now there are a lot of platforms that offer this uh, for free and I think that people senior designers are extremely open to mentoring young designers you maybe sometimes just have to reach out on them on LinkedIn or somewhere and maybe find someone who's in an industry that you aspire to work in or who is in a position that you aspire to work in or let's say you want to have a startup career find someone that's working in a startup and so find someone who makes sense in your in, with your broader plans and reach out to that person and it may be that the first person says no and then the second person says no but at some point somebody will definitely want to build this relationship with you and this is the number one most valuable thing that you can do in your early days because this will help you like I said figure out which are the known uh, figure out your known unknowns and also figure uh, help you figure out what makes sense for you as next steps and build a learning journey and um, yeah that's super valuable so this is what I wanted to make sure I mentioned again although I always make this point around mentorship and so, yeah, this leads me to my next question, um, which is actually also something we touched upon already. So my next question was, what should we, what should a junior designer be learning? And you also, you already mentioned um, some things. So presentation skills are essential. So communication skills in general are super important. This is actually, let's say, I don't know, 30% of the design job, being able to communicate research findings to communicate and articulate your decisions and you know, showcase solutions to people in a way that they understand it and so yeah this is this is pretty much I think over 30 percent of our job as a designer but what else what else should junior designers learn in their early days okay so first of all we mentioned it already right try to go broad and try different things um I would say that you need to try to understand like if I try to be super specific is all about start by you understanding UX process, all the user search, all the user-centered design practices, design thinking mindset, design thinking processes, workshop, et cetera. Just try to understand those at least on the conceptual level first. You'll get a chance farther in your career to experiment and to practice and to figure it out and to become better at it. But first, just try to sort of expand on, on those old concepts and try to understand really what, what it takes to be a designer, what are the things we're doing. Introduce yourself to this world, first of all. Maybe start from theory, just like it usually happens, right? So introduce yourself to the UX world, to the processes, practices, methods, tools, everything we're using. You don't need to become instantly the master of those. You just have to, again, start broad, build the fundamentals, 
build them strongly, understand the concepts, understand the language, understand what we're talking about when we are, you know, living in this design bubble, doing the design things, right? Start broad. And by that, you mean you can probably take some courses or just go and, uh, you know, start a bootcamp uh, program with, with the team or mentors or uh, weekly check-ins or find a mentoring program. So whatever fits best for your educational needs, start there, start from theory. Then, of course, and I'll probably repeat this over and over again, but you do have to practice. That means that you don't instantly have to practice everything that you just learned, but think about the strategic part of your portfolio. So what, maybe again, this is something you can discuss with your mentor or anybody who is in the industry who could help you out figuring out your um your best direction for you, but maybe start by understanding what projects you want to have in your portfolio, because this is your strategic investment and the projects you're doing today will probably attract similar projects, similar projects, clients or companies. So think about the project you want to work on. It could be the projects you're really interested or passionate about, it could be the industry you want to be at at some point. So like try to figure out the projects you want to have in your portfolio. Just think, I think it's important to start by practicing, but not expecting too much from, from yourself and to just give it a fair chance to practice, get a hand of it, get a feeling, get an understanding of why you're doing it, question everything you're doing and just figuring it out on your own way, learning on your own way. You know, uh, we all do things in different ways, even though in the book it's written like that, crystal clear, do ABC. But when you are doing this, you're processing information in different ways. So you 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 definitely have to um, practice it on your own, figuring out what West works best for you. And after you've practiced, you definitely need to get some feedback. So that's when the puzzle that Ioana was mentioning, the, the, the mentoring part of it comes along very handy. So you probably need a mentor or anybody who could help you, support you, give you a fair feedback, um, maybe direct you if you're feeling like stuck or something and um, and of course the last component we're already talking we're always talking about is the reflection so what i've learned uh, what i'm interested in uh, what would i do better next time so sort of the retrospective part of it and um, just really understanding where do i what do i want to do what i want to maybe do better next time what do i want to learn next time and stuff like that so Four aspects we always mention, but it's still always important to remind yourself about this. And every time you, you just start from all this big, hot, crazy mess in front of you, don't be worried. Take one program. Don't take, I don't know, 15 programs because you'll overwhelm yourself, just like you want to mention in the beginning. Take one, maximum two programs, and try to just dip yourself into those programs. Take a course, take a boot camp, uh, introduce yourself to the world and the theory of your design, but then slowly, 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 don't expect too much from yourself, but try to practice one project at a time and then get a feedback and then reflect on what you've learned and what you would do next time better. Um, uh, yeah, that was a recap of everything we're usually talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wonder if you have anything to add or correct me on from your perspective. Well, I think that you pretty much 
shared like uh let's say the ideal high level recipe of course everybody has to take this and adapt it to their own context obviously to their own goals to their personality to their background to everything and i think this is the value of a mentor which i feel like i'm a crazy woman by now uh repeating uh that mentorship is really important and yeah um i think that if if i were to name one thing that is essential in the early days as a designer is to, like you said, understand the process. So, I mean, there's no one right process, but there is a process uh, that you should be figuring out. So the idea of uncovering, uh, understanding the problem space that you're solving the challenge, the design challenge in, and then uh, moving into exploring solutions and how do you choose one solution over the other. So, and then prototyping, testing, iterating, uh, implementing and observing. So these things that basically are part of mostly any design process are things that you should be accustomed with and understand that design is not just about jumping into solutions and uh, sketching out the prettiest screens that you can, but it's it's a whole process and uh, you should get accustomed to its high level phases, even if in real life you'll adapt them and adjust them from project to project. So this is one thing, understanding the process. And even I th I'd say even more importantly is understanding the purpose of design. So I think that this is pretty hard to grasp in the early days because you feel like the purpose is like building a nice feature or i don't know doing a product that looks good or is but in the end you really have to understand at all points in your process and in your journey in your learning journey why am i doing this with any particular design challenge so why start with why like simon sinek says or it's something that designers know that it's important figuring out the why but i i just want to make sure that I get this point across. So what's essential is that you understand the value of design. So you understand why you're, why you're doing this, why you are talking to users, why is it important to, to explore different solutions and not go to the most obvious solution? Why, why, are, why these things matter? And in the end, I think one of the potential reasons to this question is that it can actually make a difference in people's lives, which is a huge responsibility, but it's also extremely exciting. And so I think that people should uh, always keep in mind, always be mindful and reflective, like you said, in their learning journeys. It's super important to understand why you are doing things and have intent behind mm -hmm. anything you're doing. So be intentional. It's, it's also the fact that you're asking why helps you to build this another very essential, critical um, skill, soft skill for the designer, which is called <laughs> um, also ironically critical thinking, right? Because the design when they are the designers when we are presenting decisions it's not that you know we felt so or this is my mood so here is the design <laughs> you know so we usually have to critically analyze our decisions right we have to develop that understanding of why we have to always go through many many potential solutions and figure out what's the best one what's the most working one and that means having the critical thinking so right now as you are going through your educational journey and if you're applying some methods typical design methods you constantly have to ask yourself why and that way you also develop this critical thinking soft skill where you're analyzing when you're questioning when you're figuring out if that's the right thing for us to do if that's the right way for us to spend our time you know so yeah that's also another critical soft skill which i just wanted to make sure we covered and you perfectly covered it also in the beginning so 
yeah it, i'm not sure if, if we never talked about the critical thinking but i actually think it's super 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 important sometimes when you are presenting your work even in the portfolio review during the hiring process um it's it's usually what a lot of people or design managers are looking for to really think to understand how you think and if you're able to you know make those critical decisions and think through the design design decision so if you're not able to answer why you do those personas or i don't know those customer journeys it's gonna make you look like you're not even sure what you're doing so it's something you have to really work on and work through as a part of your mindset as a designer i just want to say that critical thinking is actually my favorite skill to be building so i would love it if we would have yeah. an episode discussing only critical thinking and why it's essential and how important Agreed. it is not only as a designer but also as a life skill and and helping you yeah but most more importantly helping you succeed in your career so yeah great point and i think that we're getting closer to the end of this episode so we discussed a lot of things and many of them high level we also went into some important details so for me it already feels a bit it, it's harder than usual to pick my top three insights for this episode, but <laughs> yep. uh, let's try to do that quickly before we wrap up. So what would be yep. your top three insights from this conversation? Okay, I'll try to be super quick. Um, just again, to be, I guess, concise and have top most important takeaways from this conversation. But first would be from personally is to not expect too much from yourself in the beginning of your career. Don't expect that you'll become a guru in, I don't know, half a year or so. You give you have to give yourself a fair chance to go broad, experiment, figure it out, get a feedback, but also build that confidence as you go. You don't have to expect from yourself to become a super advanced, experienced senior designer just in a matter of a few years. So please, 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 please be good to yourself, be kind to yourself. The second point, the second takeaways from myself, um, or I guess from our conversation would be to let me think. Um, well, probably I'll again refer back to just what we just covered, the critical thinking to always try to assess everything you're doing, talk to yourself introspectively, but also try to think through maybe even I don't know, when you're doing the presentation, maybe do the test presentation in front of somebody to really ask all those questions. Why and when you're reasoning your decisions, that helps you a lot to reflect and really polish the designs you're doing. So maybe the fact that, yeah, the critical thinking and, and the presentation skill is, is those two things I'd like to suggest anybody who's just getting started to be a priority. And, um, and yeah, just in, in general, don't, don't underestimate the value of the education, about the value of, um, of the theory, of the practice, and as, as Ioana loved to mention, the, the mentorship uh, in your educational process. So those are the things that you still definitely have to go through, and you cannot avoid those, even though I know we all want to jump directly to be in the professionals and you know learn as we go. Unfortunately, we still need theory to make sure we're not wasting time. Um, yeah. These are my takeaways. What are yours? I'd say that the first one I want to mention is embracing your anxiety and embracing the unknown. And yeah, it, it aligns with not putting a lot of pressure on yourself, but I want to focus on the part that it's absolutely natural that you feel like a roller coaster of emotions while you're transitioning and feel excitement in one moment and then in the next moment feel despair. It's absolutely natural because you're actually changing your life and you're making a, a, yeah, a career switch, which is something very big and it's natural that it triggers all sorts of emotions. So if uh, right now you're in one of the 
places either transitioning to UX design, contemplating this transition, or already have succeeded it but still feel lost, I feel you. It's totally normal. Normal. Everybody thinks. Uh, every. I think everybody can relate to this. And so, yeah, just embrace the unknown and embrace uncertainty and prepare for having to deal with it a lot in your design career. So this is one point. The other point I'm trying to make is that um, I want to I want to remake is that you shouldn't focus that much right now on deliverables or on uh, outputs like uh, the portfolio or uh, this uh, particular case study. So it should be like a byproduct of your learning journey. It shouldn't be the main focus. It's important that you have them. It's important that you are intentional about them. So like we mentioned earlier. Um, add case studies or do projects that align with the type of company that you would want to work in, with the type of industry that you would want to work in. So be be mindful around the, the projects you choose, but don't choose them and don't focus on just uh, generating case studies, but focus on actually maximizing your learning, uh, your learning and experiencing, experimenting as much as possible. So I think these are the most important things that you could be doing in your early days. And Mm -hmm. I think that I I was a bit afraid of this episode that we are tackling something that's way too broad, that (laughs) encompasses so many things and we couldn't get any actionable points across because everything will feel so abstract. But in the end, I feel like we have so many tangible points that we've made and I think I think we did a great job with this episode (laughs) I think it actually was a great recap of most like it's our 20th episode if I'm not mistaken or maybe 21st whatever so it's actually a great recap of most of the things we were covering in depth in the previous episodes and and this one is like one big umbrella encompassing all of those key important lessons we have done and maybe moving forward (laughs) <laughs> to the 20 plus episodes we'll start talking more in depth about some particular parts of it like like we have started today the critical thinking or maybe presentation skill etc cetera, etc cetera. so if you have specific questions or challenges you're experiencing right now that would be really really great if you could submit this and we can uh, discuss it more in depth discuss the story discuss the what we would do maybe in different situations so we would really love to start talking more in depth but I think yeah this episode was a great great recap of everything we've learned and discussed so far for especially the beginner designer who's just entering the profession yeah, it feels like a celebration. Uh, <laughs> like, like we're yeah, like we're drawing a line and uh, recapping everything. That, that's mm-hmm. a great point, and I think that you know what, even this conversation we're having right now, it's uh, it's a great example of being reflective. So mm-hmm. we just we just recorded an episode, and now we're reflecting on it and how it went and how it <laughs> makes sense in the bigger picture. So this is exactly what we're actually talking about when we're saying that you should be intentful and uh, intentional and uh, Mm -hmm. reflect and uh, mindful of everything you do so stop everything you do anytime you do something just stop and reflect as it will bring a lot of value and it will help you understand why you're doing what you're doing and be able to articulate it so thank you to everybody who joined follow us on instagram honest ux talks honestly any review would also help a lot because uh, we're doing this um, to help and reach as many people as possible. So helping us with that would, would be in the world. And not sure if you want to add anything, Anfisa. I'm just showing the heart sign right now. I, I, you cannot 
see this, but you can hear it. There is a hard time. Can you hear it? <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, please. We would really, really, really appreciate any support, especially if you're sharing it in social media or especially if you're submitting the topic that helps us a lot to shape the content and hopefully provide more value. So don't, don't be afraid. Don't hesitate to, to reach us out. Uh, we're definitely open to talk and hear from you. So yeah, that's it from today's episode. And thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a great time of the day and we will hopefully see you on the next one. Bye everyone. And thank you again for joining. Thank you, Anfisa. Bye. Bye. -bye.